Hello, and welcome back to the Shedding Skin podcast. I am your host, Jade Willow. I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Joseph Cassell of Black Plague, a melodic core band from Virginia. I had so much fun talking to him. He was just such a nice guy. He was just so fucking funny. And he was really brutally honest about his struggles with alcoholism, anxiety, and OCD. So thank you so much, Joseph, for sharing your story with all of us. I know it's going to help some people in the long run who are going to be watching this and feeling like they don't have anyone that they can relate to, um, including myself. So thank you. Um, We also talked about some random stuff like ghost stories and aliens and just funny, just some funny band stories. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your guys' support. Um, I do have to apologize for the audio quality and um, I guess the visual quality as well on my end. I'm still trying to figure out the kinks with editing and using proper equipment. I think I'm going to just invest in a different mic because mine is causing clicking noises for some reason. So bear with me. I really appreciate your patience. You know, when I started this out, I did it with the intention of raising mental health awareness. And I feel like I've done that pretty successfully so far. Thanks to my wonderful guests. So I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I am. And yeah, stay tuned. Remember, we need not suffer in silence. Keep it metal. Yeah, we're good. Cool. All right. So, hey, how do I pronounce your last name? Uh, Cassell. Okay. Joseph yep. Cassell. How are you? Doing? Yeah. Hey, it gets butchered more than more than you'll know. Yeah. I'm doing good. How you doing? Not too bad. I've been looking forward to this all day. I've been trying to mentally prep on like how to ask better questions and be more just engaging. I feel like, you know, this is all really new to me too. So it's a, it's also yeah. a learning experience on my part. Yeah, I've, I've always been just terrible with interviews. I'm like, that's, so that's why I play guitar. So I don't have to be like front and center. I don't have to talk to anybody. And it's like when, when you like hear your voice recording played back to you, you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. It's definitely something that, I ha- that I've had to get used to. Um, I think I like, like, I'm cool with my singing voice, but as far as my speaking tone, it just, it's completely different. I, I'm totally not comfortable with it, but I just, I guess I just have to get over it if I'm going to keep doing this, so. Yeah, so I, like I said, that's why I play guitar. So I'll just get on stage, I'll throw down, I'll run around, I get real hype, super energetic, but then like during interviews, I'm just the kind of the guy that like just gets behind everybody in the band. I'm just like, y'all, y'all take it. Y'all, y'all have fun with it. Roll with it. I imagine your singer is probably the one that takes the lead and answers most of the questions. Yeah. I mean, in most cases, I'd hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the questions don't come to me. That's funny. What about your drummer? Drummers are usually the ones that are like hiding in the background. Uh, so, so the last drummer we had, he was kind of, um, like forefront too right but like the guys we have now they're just every one of them is like go 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 like like they've been in in the circuit for a bit so they know how to um like do like the business of the band they know uh how to make the show look good they know how to talk like during interviews and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm still just like when it comes to like that i'm still just like you guys you guys take the take the lead on this so is it just because you're generally like a shy person or you're more of an introvert? No, absolutely not. No, I'm like balls to the wall. And I don't know what it is too. So that's like the weird thing about it, right? It's just like when it comes to like interviews or somebody's uh, doing like like a podcast or if there's um, 
something being streamed, I just, I lock up. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't know. But if it's like a live show, I'm just like, just all over the place. It's weird. That is kind of weird, especially because, I mean, I imagine you've been recorded, you know, for music videos or the live yeah, performances. Yeah. And maybe it's just because it's more of an intimate one-on-one thing versus like when you're in front of a crowd, I feel like you have a little bit more, it, oddly enough, it's a little bit more comfortable because it's not so interpersonal. You know what I mean? I think, I think my, well, my thing is I'm afraid that my mind is going to go blank and I'll just sit there like Ricky Bobby and just put my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was it i think it was um what's his name will ferrell in one of his movies he was like i, I don't i don't yeah know that's it do. yeah ricky bobby oh yeah. it was ricky bobby okay yeah. i don't know why i thought that was will will ferrell talladega nights no okay. that's who it is will ferrell yeah yeah it was, it was just like... <laughs> okay yeah i i've totally used that before on several occasions so how were you born in virginia have you been living there all your life yeah so i was born in roanoke roanoke's not really like a big city, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the people who, who live here probably think so, but it's only like 100,000 people in, in Roanoke. Okay. Uh, lived here until I was about 19 and then moved to literally the middle of nowhere with my dad. And then I think like a couple of years later, it's funny because I was like, I was dating a girl who lived in the middle of nowhere. And then my mm-hmm. dad's like, oh, we're moving here. And I'm like, oh, sweet. She lives out there. And I think within like two weeks of moving out there, she dumped me. Oh, and then sure. and then I started dating a girl back in the city I came from and I was like well I'm going back to Roanoke and I, probably about a month after I moved back I got dumped too so jeez <laughs> yeah I'm so sorry just uh, uh so no I good mean, luck on that end huh well I was like 19 20 so I mean it's it happens all the time it so. does it does yeah. no, most relationships don't tend to work out unfortunately I think uh <laughs> Most people nowadays don't really, I don't know, are in for the long haul. You know, nobody really has old traditional values like they used to. It's just kind of like when you have something like Tinder and you have Facebook that you can message a thousand girls each day, you know, I imagine. Social media, the internet, just anything that gives you access to to not be like personable with somebody. It's, I, I think like, that's how dating goes nowadays, isn't it? Right. I mean people are just like if, if you bother them so much or if they bother you you could just literally never see this person again with like the, the touch of your finger you yep. know what I mean very so. true I'm not a big fan of that personally no I'm, I'm old school when it comes to stuff like that how old are you if you don't mind my asking i am 33 actually oh, okay we're like the same age i'm 32 oh, okay yeah i just awesome. turned 32 i feel old <laughs> uh so so i feel like i'm 25 i think but it's because okay. like my energy and i'm just like i'm go 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 like i don't i don't smoke right i just recently i just quit drinking right yeah. oh yeah can you i, just, can you I eat like that? shit right but but I feel I feel really good. I think I owe it to like playing shows, right? Okay. So th- I mean, this year was has a bit of a dry spell <laughs> on all that, right? Well, yeah, obviously because of the fucking coronavirus. Did yeah. you guys have to cancel a bunch of shows because of that? No. So ironically, uh, we had a uh, difference of opinion with a few of our members back in. So we played a show in January, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we had a few band meetings and there was just some some disagreements that we had so our 
our drummer and our uh, second guitarist actually decided to part ways and do their own thing um, oh, back okay. in January. And then I think we auditioned like a bunch of drummers and they're just phenomenal drummers that we played with. We just couldn't find somebody that, that fit, you know, and the, that helped mutually motivate each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nothing against any of the ones that tried out. They are phenomenal. And it's like, you just, you, when you know, you know. Right. You know? It's kind of like that missing piece of the puzzle and you just got a vibe on the same level. Yeah. And like a couple months after that, they were just like, we're shutting the whole fucking world down. It's like the coronavirus. And we're like, perfect timing. Like, awesome. <laughs> it's like, we're going through some shit. That's great. Dude, everyone's um, been going through some shit. It's been fucking wild. Tons of bands, man. And, and that, the like, the live streaming kind of thing i really hope that's not like the future of like of bands you know what i mean the future of live yeah. music they did I something mean, in england i saw where they had like it was like a <clears throat> it was an actual concert but they had like these like like platforms that these people like stood on did you see that uh no but i think i know what you're talking about it's like these little tiny platforms that fit like four people and it's like 10 feet apart or something I don't know. That's that's not the shows that I I grew up going to. So yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to last forever. I mean, we've been through no, I don't think so horrible plagues before, and honestly, yeah. this isn't. I don't want to say this isn't that bad because it's going to sound kind of insensitive, but it definitely could be worse. Yeah, could um, be the bubonic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could all really be dying, not just the people who have you know autoimmune disorders or or older yep. people but yeah it is what it is i think i think uh hopefully by next year um they're supposed to have a vaccine or whatever and well, I, I think they got one now or something this month maybe yeah i heard something about trials is it like official that it's coming out now or i don't know i'm so far disconnected like i i try not to watch the news or get involved in in anything like political so and I work with with some like conspiracy theorists too so it's like you get two different sides of the spectrum and and they don't get along and then a lot of like, like what you see in the news is just bs anyway you know I know it's kind of so, hard to know what's really truth nowadays you kind of just yeah. have to go through a rabbit hole of research in order to figure it out it seems like yeah that's how I feel so I try and stay just off the news off politics off cnn just all that yeah, me too. I don't watch TV. I think the only reason that I that I'm able to keep up on current events is because of Facebook, but I haven't been on there for like a month now. So, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, good for you because <laughs> well, it wasn't my choice. I, I got I got banned for for fucking sharing a Burzum album. Okay. Yeah, I had a I had a friend who got banned for cursing, and they weren't even cursing at somebody. They were just cursing, and they're talking to their friends, and then they got zucked. So really. Fucking yeah. suck, dude. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it, everything used to be fine. It's just, it just seems like this last year he's really fucking brought down Thor's hammer for some reason. That's because people keep sharing his smoking meats video. Smoking meats? What's that? You haven't seen it? I haven't. There's no, like no. I have to. You really? Uh, well, I don't know. You you should probably just just avoid it. But there's like a whole like live stream he did where like during the whole thing. He, he said probably 25, 30 times. She's like, yeah, we're just out here smoking meats. We're just smoking the meats. We're out here smoking the meats. And it was like this huge mashup and it was hilarious. And he probably just got a little buttered. What does that so, even mean? What is smoking meat? He was smoking meat. 
He had like a smoker out back and he was smoking meat. Oh, smoking, not smoking. Cooking. No, yeah, I mean, he was like legit, like cooking, right? That's funny. <laughs> but he, the, just the way he talks, the way he says that he's, he's not from this world, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been playing with your band? You guys have been around since 2013, so, right? Uh, yeah, about seven years, something like that. This would have been the eighth year. Um, and right now, it's actually on an indefinite hiatus. Because mm-hmm. um, the two members parted ways? So, well, no. So, so the two members parting ways was like the start of the year. And then um, we, we auditioned a bunch of drummers. And I was just going to be like, you know what? I'll just, I'll write all the guitars, you know. And um, it took us a bit, but we, we decided to start looking further out like extending our reach and started talking to musicians in like other states. And we like, finally, it was just by like the, the universe looks just like moving everybody together. And we've got musicians now that everybody's got the same drive. Like everybody's like been through it. So like I was saying, like you need um, like the perfect show, light, sound, you know, everything has to be perfect. And these guys are just there. We're all on the same page. Right. So we all know where we want the band to go, what we want it to sound like. And, it's really cool and we're not sure if we're um it, it's essentially just like a, like a new project you know what i mean the sound is like completely different uh it's it's definitely heavier um but everybody just gets along it's great um it's awesome but like it's almost like like the band that we've cultivated for like these seven eight years is like not gone like completely you know what i mean but we're at a point now where we're just we're not sure if we want to carry on that torch or just light a new one you know what i mean right so just we just we, a, sorry go ahead no no no, was, no like what you were saying yeah just start a new one or just like keep carrying the same name and and it's just a totally different band it's weird but, okay so how would you describe your sound before versus what you're kind of gearing towards now uh I don't know. I wish I could. We're trying to keep all of our music a secret. For your new music? Huh? Your new music? Yeah, the new new music. Yeah. So like our our old sound was probably more like just melodic metal, maybe metalcore, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Classify that as core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it just has breakdowns. It's got, I think a few of our songs have solos in them. Um, You go from like cleans and screams, just blending them together and uh just a lot of energy on stage and like now it's like everything's just we're just trying to be as heavy as possible you know what i mean you think you guys are going to slow it down and become like more more doomy or sludgy at all Mm -hmm. no that's we're we're definitely trying to groove out a lot but we're we're not um we're not trying to to get sludgy at all like we're trying to get it to where where I've been like, you look at somebody beside you, like, maybe I'll put an elbow up there or something. <laughs> That's cool. How long have you been playing guitar? Uh, it's probably since I was 15. So what is that? God, 18 years? Nice. If I had a baby, when I started playing guitar, I could buy cigarettes right now. <laughs> That's weird. That's, I'm That's old. Funny. That's weird to think like that. 
I mean, you got started young though. That's good. I wish that I had started young. I kind of have, I've been wanting to make music for like a long time and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to like buy a guitar and make my own music. But I'm like, fuck, I'm like too old for that now. So should I? No, you're never too old. No. So like my daddy, so how I learned, like my dad taught me like four chords or something. He was like, Mm -hmm. here's how you play House of the Rising Sun. Right. And I was like, oh man, I'm a star. And then, (laughs) and then I was introduced to the internet. And I was like, well, it's just like so much potential out here. I suck. Like, this is terrible. So it's like, I, I used like every tool I had to learn. And there was like this, I remember there was this one uh, app that I used to download uh, called like Power Tab. And like people would go out and make their own tabs of songs and stuff. And, you know, some of them are accurate. Some of them are just complete shit. But like at the, at the time, I didn't, like I couldn't hear it. Right. So I would just learn everything. I would learn anything I can. I'd listen. I'd be like, whoa, what is this? Whoa, what is that? And I would just learn it. But I've like, never learned a metallica song like ever like everybody who picks up a guitar is like i'm gonna learn master puppets it's like i'm inner sandman let's go i was just i was like no i just listen to it were you I just don't... not a metallica fan or no I love well, i guess you listen yeah. to it you just didn't want to like follow the trend of what everyone else was doing or mm, no just not. their riffs didn't they they didn't intrigue me to play them but I, when i listen to them i'm like oh i like it I like that i like battery okay you know <laughs> Okay, that so it just good. wasn't like your style so much for as far as playing your own music. Uh, so like when he when I was like fifteen, right? He like taught me those four chords, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking conquer the world. And then I was like, <laughs> time to listen to pop punk. So I was like, that's what I was like huge into when I was like fifteen, right? Some forty one, like Blink one eighty two, you oh, know, yeah. shit like that. And I, you know, I eventually was like introduced to like lighter metal heavier metal and then it, it got to like some serious shit and i was like wow i really do suck at guitar like i gotta learn how to, how to be a better guitarist i remember um i went like straight from listening to like ozzy osbourne to necrophagist and i was like what the fuck is this I was like this is incredible that's a that's <laughs> yeah. a huge step forward how did that come about uh i think and to tell you the truth i downloaded it was like this um like a compilation thing, not like a CD or anything like that. But this is back when everybody was using like uTorrent. You oh, remember yeah. Torrent sites? Oh, I, you bet your sweet ass I remember Torrent. So people were uploading like their <laughs> own, like <laughs> people were like uploading like their own. Um, like playlists uh, and shit? Yeah, like compilations and stuff. And I was like, okay. Uh, it's like, I like fucking soil work. This is awesome. And then like halfway through it, it's fucking advanced corpse tumor by Necrophages. And I was like, what is this solo? This is so so advanced. I'll never be able to play this, and I, I can't. Nope. Still, still can't play. I'm sure a lot of people can't play it. I mean, they're so they're so fucking technical. I can, I don't know how the fuck they they play it. They're Are so they, good. Is, is that like one of your, your favorite genres? Is like tech death or what? What are some of the uh, heavier so, bands that you're into? So I don't really have a favorite. Like I listen to anything, right? So classical music. I don't listen to country. So that's like one thing I, I will put stop to that um so i listen to anything like pop punk i listen to old school punk i listen to uh death metal black metal um i'm really like i don't really get too much into Prague. i'm a huge tesseract fan um gojira love gojira uh favorite guitar (laughs) (laughs) you know i saw them live they actually tesseract opened up that show uh-huh. And this was like, I think the show, this was down in North Carolina. 
I think it was like a Wednesday or something. I went down there, sold out. And this was like a huge fucking venue. And I was like, what do you do on Wednesday down here? Right. <laughs> I had to take work off. Right. But they're, um, they, they sold out and Tesseract opened the show. And, and when I first saw Tesseract, I was like, I, like, I didn't know what to expect. I had heard like one of their songs on the radio, but I didn't like, I couldn't put a name to the, the song. They blew my mind live. They're, they're incredible. But then Gojira came out and it's just, there's just ultimate amazement just watching Gojira perform. Cause you got like, you don't have like this whole orchestra, you know, but they've got like that kind of vibe where it's like, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Gojira live. I've never but, seen them live, but I'm sure it's a good show. I mean, they're really talented yeah, it's, musicians. It's a really good show. That's cool. I It took me a while to get into them. It was one of my friends. Actually, I think it was my friend from the first episode that was like, here, you need to hear this. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll give it a chance. And then I kind of like, from something to Mars with the whale. And the from, yeah. yeah um, That's a great album. Like From Mars to Sirius, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I really appreciate, you know, even though it's it's extreme music, they're trying to like, you know, uh, raise awareness to like help save the environment and shit because the guy believes that we are part of nature and nature is part of us. And I think that's a really awesome I mean, concept that I agree is, with. Man. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So. I was introduced to him, um, a guy I used to work with who was listening to like infinitely heavier stuff than I was, um, was... He was like, oh, man, I forget what band shirt I was wearing. It was like Behemoth or something. But he was like, oh, man, if you like them, you're going to love this. And he hands me like a guitar pro um, or a guitar player magazine. It was one of those guitar world. But he hands me like uh, this tablet shit that was in there. Like he flipped the page open. It was like, it was Toxic Garbage Island. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I'd never heard it before. And uh, without even listening to it, I was trying to learn the tab. I, I ended up playing it like some hillbilly banjo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually you listened to it. it. I'm like, man, I'm playing this like a fourth of the speed that it needs to be played. Is it was, was god awful. But then I, I I picked it up and I learned it was they're incredible musicians. They're great songwriters. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me a little bit about like your childhood. Did you have a pretty good relationship with your parents? Um, did you experience any uh, bullying or anything? Yeah, any, any difficult? Oh uh, no, so my, I mean it's pretty pretty typical childhood i had extreme ocd okay so like 99 percent of the time i'm like looking at the ground and so i don't step on a crack i had to put my foot like every time like in school i'd have to put my foot exactly right right in the tiles it was it was god awful but i mean i guess it was a pretty normal childhood um my parents did get divorced probably when i was like 10 or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know didn't really i mean at the time I didn't understand it. So I don't, I don't really know if it really affected me or not. You know, right. I know it was a big, big blow because like my dad was like the reason I, I started watching and really getting into like horror. Cause when I was like six years old, I came downstairs and it was like early morning. It was probably like two in the morning, three in the morning. And for like a six year old, like just waking up at that time, you don't know what's going on, you know? So it was like six or seven, something like that. And I come downstairs and, and he's sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, what are you watching? Whatever, you know what kids say or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, hop up here. And it was fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my God. And it was the scene <laughs> where they're like forcing that girl's finger in that old man's mouth. And I was like, Ooh. oh my God. <laughs> like, what's this? And I was like six years old just watching the shit. And then like, I stayed up and watched the whole thing. 
And then uh, he, he's pretty much like, you want to watch another one on TV? Next movie, come on, Hellraiser. And I was like, nice. All right. Okay. And imagine like going cool. to school like next day, just like watching that shit. Just it was fun, man. Just hanging out with him, watching horror. And he's he's the reason I started started playing music to begin with, right? He had tried to get me into it for like so many years, and then I was just like, I was like, nah, video games. Yeah, I'm just gonna play Final Fantasy Seven. You know, oh, dude, whatever. I love Final Fantasy Seven. I've been wanting oh. to play the remake. So. Yeah, we can get into that in a little bit if you want to. We'll be here yeah. all night. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, my favorite is nine, actually. He plays like a little monkey boy. Uh, I say monkey boy, but it's because he has a tail, right? But it's more like, it's more cartoony kind of Final Fantasy, I guess. I don't think I played um, that one. It's, I mean, I've literally, I've, I've had like a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox One, a Switch, and I've bought that game on every single console that I've gotten. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, normal childhood. You know, grew up with horror. Um, I kind of felt like I didn't really fit in anywhere, if that makes sense. I know everybody right. says it, but I mean, like, legit, like, I mean, that's how it was. And then I got to got to middle school, and that's where things, like, you p- kids are assholes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I would so when I was in middle school, um, I was like uh, seventh grade, sixth grade, and I decided uh, to learn the cello. Ooh, so I, oh, that's I, right. Yeah, so I, I jumped into uh, into music class and, and was learning cello. I actually failed music. Uh, yeah, because because I chose not to go to those philharmonics that the schools had. The concertos is what they call them. Okay. Because nobody shows up. People just made fun of you while you were there. So the whole time, I was just like, I'll just learn the material. So I'd go home, and I'd, I'd learn it. I'd crush it, man. I'd come back. And it was just uh, <clears throat> uh, it was just weird, man. I, just, I didn't want to go to these these philharmonics. It's not because I didn't want to play live in front of somebody. I think it's because just, like, people pick on you all the time, you know? And nobody, the only people who come to the show is your parents. You know what I mean? Right. I just didn't care. So, and, and, huh? So you were like, man, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was cool too, because my parents were like, okay, (laughs) all right, you don't have to, you don't have to, if you don't want to. So I just didn't go, I'll tell you, cellos, man, that's such a great instrument, right? I fucking love the cello, dude. That's like the number one instrument that I would want to learn how to play. It's so good. It's, it, it's got the, the girth, but at the same time, it's like still like the, I like some girth. (laughs) (laughs) um the worst part about uh playing cello is missing the fucking bus because you got to hike that cello on your back and you got to carry it around and that thing is heavy and i was like 70 pounds fucking soaking wet when i was in seventh grade really yeah so i was like super skinny so i'm just carrying around i'm like like this chopstick carrying around like a bottle of ketchup it was the worst you know but it was it was all right though I did end up failing it though. Um, I just I really didn't care because it it started off as like an elective is what they called it, which is like you, you only have to take like uh, I don't know like nine weeks or something of it. Mm-hmm. But it got me out of PE, so which I failed also because I didn't feel like dressing out every day and wearing <laughs> their stupid outfits. Well, you're just a an old time rebel, aren't you? <laughs> just doing weird shit. Like, why do you have to change clothes to fucking do pull ups? I don't understand it. 
I ain't joining your wrestling team. I ain't doing none of that, you know. Yeah, but they're all elective, so who cares, right? I'll just learn math. I'll learn science, social studies. That's right. the real shit. Yeah, just do what you need to do in order to fucking graduate, basically. Yeah, like who cares about a V sit and reach? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, nobody. Exactly. Where's that going to do me any good? You know what I mean? Dude, I think what most of I the shit to... that we learned in high school never does anybody any good. Like, yeah, why, no. why didn't they teach me how to do taxes or like balance a checkbook or how to take out a mortgage? Real shit that matters that I never learned. You yes. Know what I mean? Look after like, your credit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Don't fuck now... up. I fucked up my credit a long time ago, man. Me, I'm, I'm building mine back up. <laughs> mine was shit. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I still don't feel like a real adult, honestly, to be completely honest. But anyway. uh, some days I try to, like with my job, I do because of, because of what it entails. But what is it entail? Uh, so, so it's like an operational engineering kind of role. Um, I work for Advanced Auto Parts. Okay. Which, or I guess, what is it in Ohio? It's like CarQuest, I think, if you have it. Um, but I work for like the corporate office, if you can believe that. On their you, IT you work in a corporate office? Yeah. But I can wear whatever I want, right? Really? Within reason. Like, I can't show up wearing a, a Speedo or whatever. Death metal shirt? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. There was for a while there, I was just wearing sleeveless shirts and going in there. And then uh, we started having like actual employees coming in to do and this is like after like the COVID like once the COVID thing is over excuse me once the whole coronavirus thing is over I gotta wear like a polo and I can actually I would just wear skinny jeans everywhere I go so I'll just I wear those to work and chucks and that's it so so pretty casual yeah I'd say so unless there's like some kind of like a like an actual corporate event happening or something then you have to like look like you know what the fuck you're doing i guess you got to put on a, a button-up shirt and a tie or what no uh no just a polo okay that's all i do well that's cool i'm that semi-casual that's cool that you can be sleeveless and all tatted up and they don't say anything at least for right now it didn't so it didn't start like that so when i first started that job I was like i saw i've been there like nine years right mm-hmm. and when i first started that job i had super short hair right i'm talking like you had like short a, hair Super short hair. Hang on a second. I got my ID around here somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So like, here's here's my ID. <laughs> oh, you look like a totally different person. I look like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I, I had because you don't now, hair. huh? <laughs> because you don't now. No, no I just Kidding. I look like a drifter now. Is what it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, I had super short hair. I wore button-ups, and I got snake bites. Dude, I've had these snake bites since I was, like, 21, 19, 20, something like that. Nice. And uh, now they're just, like, posts in them, right? But, like, when I started there, I had, like, the captive bead uh, rings on my lip. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you probably don't want to be seen. So we got our own room, right, our own IT room. And they're probably like, you don't want to be seen out there with the corporate, all the corporate folks with your your lip ring out so I left the beads out of them every day and every time I'd leave the room like to use the bathroom I take my lip rings out I just put them in my pocket go go use my business whatever take a leak whatever wash my hands come back put them back in every time didn't that get annoying yeah oh yeah it was terrible I did that for like two months or something 
And it was funny too, because I got laid off from like my last job. Um, and like I said, this is like nine years ago. I got, I got laid off and I had like no money. And then uh, I get this job. Um, I get an interview for it. And they're like, oh yeah, come in tomorrow. And I was like, oh shit, I'm looking through all my clothes. And I got just like this terrible uh, set of outfits or whatever. Not, not good for an interview at a corporate office. So I actually ended up going to Goodwill and spending like three dollars and fifty cent and getting like this whole uh button up thing. Yeah. Three dollars and like fifty cent. Yeah. And I go to this interview and uh so I was taller than the pants. So it's one of those things where it's like you sit down and then your pants go whoop. <laughs> so it was like all the way up to like my knees. So it looked like I was oh wearing God. like capris or something. <laughs> and the guy who's interviewed me, his manager was like, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of this guy over here? And it's it okay. I got the job. Yeah. But like for a while there, I was just like, uh, and I kept my tattoos covered and everything. And then it was like two months went by and I was like, you know what? I'm going to test the water. So I just kept leaving them in. And then I was like, rolling up my sleeves a little bit and, <laughs> and now it's just like it's just like a normal thing like that's who I am to the company and as long as I keep doing my job nobody says anything you know that's cool yeah you gotta you gotta ease it in slow sometimes I've definitely done that yeah that's what she said <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um it's okay man I love my job you know that's cool if I if I didn't have music like this would be like the job that I would want to stay at to retire at. You know what I mean? Well, that's awesome. I think most people have a hard time finding that. I still haven't found that. I pretty much have hated everything that I've done. Which is partially- I think I did like up to that point. Like I've I've like delivered pizza. <clears throat> um I think everybody's delivered pizza or worked at Walmart. It's one of those two. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I worked at Walmart. I I applied to be like an unloading person. Because all my buddies worked there. They were like, yeah, come back here. We just fucking throw shit on pallets and then we wheel it out. And I'm like, man, that's, what a great way to make fucking eight twenty five an hour. Let's go. <laughs> so I uh, I applied for it. And they're like, yeah, it's like we saw you apply for frozen. I mean, for unloading. We're going to put you in stock and frozen foods at like six in the morning. And I'm like, wonderful. And I ended up getting sick. They're like really sick. Uh, and they fired me. Because you got sick? Um, well, so so like while I was sick, they, they were like, oh, we implemented this 1-800 number. You have to call or something. I don't know. It was just, it was some weird system. Man. But I, so from there, I was like, well, I'm just going to go work for Papa John's because that's my future. You know? <laughs> so I went, I delivered pizza for a while. Did you make and good then, tips? Huh? Did you make good tips? Uh, so-so, I guess. I guess that it evened out. You could deliver right down the street and get somebody who's like, here's 50 bucks. And then like the deliver like 20 miles away, it feels like. And then I remember there was this one, one little girl and I guess she was staying with her grandma or something, but I would deliver a pizza out there and I would always get stuck with delivering a pizza to this girl. And I guess her grandma was like, here is exact change. Give it to the pizza man. And it's like 10 miles away. Yeah, man every time and I was like oh okay thanks but yeah sometimes like you deliver pizza like uh right down the street and you get like a huge tip and then I went back to Walmart and I was like yeah like I'm applying for frozen foods because like uh I'm a fucking expert like I was here for like a year last time (laughs) they were like okay you're going in unloading I was like 
like, God so damn it. Just give me what yeah, I like, want. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool because, like, unloading is what I wanted to do first. So. Right, right. So it was all right. We've all had shitty jobs leading up to that, that one job. Yeah, I still haven't found that one job. I wanted to be a tattooer for like the longest time, and now I'm just too old. I'm like, it's kind of too late for that. I don't, so I don't think anybody's like, like, I don't believe that, right? No. Do you really feel like you're too old to, yeah. to be a tattoo artist? <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> I like, physically, I can do it, but it's just, it's just not feasible. Like, unless I, I find a guy to date that's willing to teach me for free on my own time. It's like they want you to work there all day for free, and which, oh, yeah. which adult can can do an apprenticeship? You know what I mean? Like, bitch, I got make you, and then they'll like haze you too, depending on the shop. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, go yeah. to the store and carry back fourteen two liters at once. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually worked at one briefly for like three months, and mm -hmm. um, they, I mean, it was only three months, so maybe if I had yeah. more time. But it was just a it was just a party shop, you know. People were just getting fucked up all the time, throwing up all over the floor. And of course, uh, I had to clean it. I had to clean up piss. I had to wait for people to stop fucking in the bathroom. Uh, uh, people were snorting coke in the back. One guy fucked up a tattoo because he was so fucking blasted. And I was like, Yeah, I don't want uh, this. Isn't what I signed up for. But there's definitely people who take their their job seriously, right? Because like, there's a lot of shops around here where you walk in and they're like fucking legit like sanitizing everything and, and yeah. super professional you know and then, and then there's some shops that aren't you know yeah. those are the, the shops you wouldn't go to <laughs> yeah that's the shop that i worked at unless you want to clean up piss out of a tattoo shop that's no. kind of weird no i don't i did not know that was what i was cleaning they told me it was beer assholes <laughs> beer? <laughs> yeah that's some weird... it, was, the, it was on the you know it was like a Must wet be couch light of course <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously but i don't know we'll see we'll see how that goes i, I can't explain we, too much i guess we're talking about my childhood i think i feel yeah. like i'm in like a like i should have got like one of those reclined psychiatric chairs <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your childhood scribble 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 i feel like i should be wearing sexy glasses and like a little suit or something yeah hip hypnotizing somebody yes. Um, I'd be down to be a hypnotist. I'd probably be really easily hypnotized, just because I believe in that shit. You know what I mean? So do I. And also, yeah. I want to like know things about myself that I probably forgot from twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean that's that's one way to look at it. I feel like I'm the kind of person I'm I'm like borderline like if I I have to see it to believe it kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm like, there's fucking aliens out there. You know what I mean? There, there's some shit out there. There's, there's okay, guts. Yeah. There's spirits. But at the same time, I'm like, did he really jump 50 feet on his bike? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'd have to see that. So why do you believe in aliens and ghosts and spirits? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever know. seen like UFOs, dude? I've seen fucking UFOs. I, have you seen them like legit UFO? Mm, like, fuck yeah, dude. I got that's actually, not just like an airplane. No, I gotta make like a like a YouTube video about this experience because I legit saw a fleet of like 15. And I thought it was the end of the world, and I thought we were gonna get abducted. And I, me and my friend, were like crying, and we, you sure we you got Independence Day. Yeah, I, I really thought it was gonna be some War of the World shit, man. It was wild. <laughs> what about um, ghosts? Have you ever had any weird like ghost encounters or something? Uh so I've actually been talking to one of my friends, and she was telling me all about this like 
how, how she's been like hearing stuff and seeing stuff and she, her house is haunted and I'm in an apartment, right? And this is a, like a renovated apartment. This thing's like everything in here is like, it's like new, it's like fresh, you know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. fucking died here. But ever since she's fucking said that, I've been hearing fucking babies crying in my apartment. Really? Right. And there's no fucking babies in here. Yeah. You sure it's and I even told her, I, 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 I talked to her after the fact. I said, what the fuck did you put over here? <laughs> You know what kind of juju did you did you cast like on what, me? What kind of yeah, like what what kind of spirits did you send through your text message? This is weird stuff. I don't know about text messages, but if you hang out with somebody that's inclined to paranormal experiences, those things can definitely follow you home and all that. Yeah, I've got a buddy named Aubrey who's he's been telling me, and I totally forgot. And I actually went over there, but I told him I'd never go over there again because he's been telling me about some creepy shit that's been happening at his house, and I was like. Totally forgotten. I was just over there like two weeks ago. Last week. Maybe that's I, I fucking bet that's where it came from. God damn it, Aubrey. <laughs> Making me haunted and shit. Ghost babies here. Oh, <laughs> man. Fucking ghost babies. He's awesome. That's funny. My dad told me he went into our apartment one time and there was like nobody home. And uh, he was just, I don't know, he came home from work or something, but we were gone. And he heard like a little girl's voice say, Daddy. And he was like, what the fuck? And he turned around and nobody was there. And he like totally freaked out. Does he still live in that house? No, no, that was a long yeah, time Yeah, see, he, he learned real quick to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I mean, but we, we had, stayed um, for a while. <laughs> he's like, let's, let's see what happens. Let's just wait it out. I've yeah, already right. invested some money in this haunted establishment. <laughs> um, before my parents got divorced, they, we used to live in a house, um, that had, I don't know if you remember the movie Home Alone too well. If you don't, you're probably like 10 years old. But um, in I his mean, basement, he had that, huh? I mean, I remember, not, not okay, in so, detail. It's been many years, but yeah, I watched Home Alone. But you'll, you'd remember this. He had like this um, this furnace that was fucking Satan's furnace in his basement, right? Uh-huh. You, do you remember that? I don't. Oh my God. So yeah, so Kevin McAllister had like this furnace and Whenever he'd go down into the basement, he'd have to fucking just take off running because it would like start opening up its like door. That sounds vaguely familiar, actually. So we had one of those haunted furnaces in, in a house that we lived at. Really? Shit just doesn't start cooking on its own. You know what I mean? That furnace was up to some shit. <laughs> that furnace was up to something. He <laughs> was just going to heat our house real nice if we didn't want it. Um, That's funny. Yeah, what were we talking about? School, uh, cello. School just you think that you should be laying in a in a lounge therapy chair because I asked you about oh, yeah. your child. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk to me about your anxiety. I mean, I always see you posting on Facebook and you're always like very, very positive and optimistic and oftentimes uplifting, which is why I reached out to you because I'm like, oh, this guy seems like good people, even though yeah. like I had literally just added you and I just saw like all these positive things that you're always posting and you're pretty open wow. about your anxiety. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, like, from a personal standpoint, I don't like to put, like, all my, and people do this all the time, but I don't like to put all my personal stuff, like, on Facebook, like, like, oh, I need, I need money, somebody broke into my car, so, you know what I mean, I don't like to do all that, I'll deal with all that in my own thing, but, um, yeah, so I've had, like, this crippling anxiety for, like, a long time, and, and I have not really found a trigger, I'm starting to believe, like, at this point in my life, like, it's not um, a th- thing that triggers it but it's people you surround yourself with that may trigger your anxiety mm. um or at least they're 
their conflicting energies. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know there's there are probably things that that trigger. I, I was actually just talking about this with somebody. Like, um, so my hands would get super clammy, I get tunnel vision, and just nothing. I couldn't figure it out. Something's making me panic. And it, it's happened all the time when I was a kid growing up. And I remember one time I, I drove up to um, my mom's condominium. Uh, and for some reason, I, like I was just talking about this with somebody, it's crazy. For some reason, I, um, I go in the kitchen and she's like, she's making coffee. I'm like, I could use some coffee. Like, this is fucking awesome. So I pour myself a cup. I get the creamer out. I stir it around, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I take a sip of it and it's fucking tea. I just lose it. I start going into full-on panic mode, and I don't know what, really? I don't know what caused it. Yeah, it's just the weirdest thing. And I'm, and I'm the whole time I'm like freaking out. I'm like, ha- like hyperventilating, and I'm like, who the fuck makes tea? The the uh, coffee pot? Fucking apparently everybody does. I don't know that. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> know. It's yeah. Who does that? Yeah. But um, it's just little stuff like that, right? When it got into like playing shows, because we've been playing shows, I've been playing shows for a long time, right? Um, and it didn't used to bother me, but I think my OCD plays like a huge factor and everything has to be like a perfect way. You know what I mean? Everything has to be perfectly lined up and um, any guitarist knows like when you get like a Floyd Rose tremolo, if you have it like set up like perfectly, like you're like golden you don't have to tune it you don't have to do anything pull it out of a case you know you can just play it you can, you can dive with it but i got mine second hand and i um i would always be concerned like if your guitar is like out of tune if you got like a, a low-end like tremolo system on your guitar or something Aww. i don't know if you can hear my cat. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> she's a chunky one Aww. um uh, so <clears throat> if you like, if you're got like a low end tremolo system, like Floyd Rose or whatever, and it's just like shit, I got mine second hand. I think I got it from a buddy of mine or I might've drove up to guitar center and, and got it or something in another city. Um, but if you got just like a lower end, like if you, if you go out of tune, you're going to have to bring like a Allen wrench with you and unlock the, the nut at the top, retune it, just hope everything stays in and then play your show and I had to get rid of that. It was stuff like that that was just like right before we go on stage, tunnel vision. I couldn't even think. I couldn't couldn't breathe. It's just the weirdest stuff, you know. But that's when it like comes to playing shows. But like actually playing shows, um, that that's like actually playing music. That's probably what saved me, <laughs> you know. Because as soon as I start playing, like if I'm in like panic mode or something like that, uh, gone goes away. It's way and like the more I think about it and and there's been like points in my life where where my anxiety is just completely gone like it's like years gone and then you start thinking about it and then <laughs> then it starts coming back she's she's being a chonky sorry you, you can you can hold her if you want uh, okay there you go here's one of them hi kitty Aww. he's a chonky her name's so Tater. But that's kind of, that's really weird. So you don't know, like, why it manifested? Is it just something that you've always dealt with? You said when so you just always OC- dealt with it since you were young? Being extremely OCD is something I've always dealt with. And I think that the anxiety might have been a result of that, Okay. I guess. If like things aren't in, like, a perfect way or 
they aren't the exact way that I want them, then, then my body kind of goes into this weird uh, lockdown, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you yes. still, are you still OCD now? Yep. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. tried to get help for it? Uh, so it's gotten a lot better. I actually, I went and tried to get um, help for my anxiety one time and they tried to put me on uh, some medication that um, it's like Benadryl, but it's like on crack. And they wanted me to like work on it, right? Like take it and then like go to work. But as soon as I take it, I'm like, I got to find like a couch or a bed. I'm going to sleep, you know? Right. So I just, there, I was, I'm more of like, there's got to be a natural way. You know what, know what I mean? There's got to be more of a natural way to, to get through all this. Um, and I think it's, it's like caused me digestive issues and stuff. So, so I've had to, uh, I, I literally stick to like a, a ginger diet <laughs> and like turmeric. Um, oh, that's good. That's healthy for you. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I guess too much of it's not good. Um, is, that, is that to help your digestion? Is it good for that? I guess. So that's what I tell myself. Maybe it's, a pl- <laughs> maybe it's just a placebo effect. Probably. I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> so if I'm like on a bus or something like that, and somebody's like, oh, a fucking kidney. I'm like, oh, my kidney. You know, me too, <laughs> man. And they're like, my, my side will start hurting. It's it's terrible. Like like the other, uh, it was probably like four months ago at work or something like that. I got like an earache, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I got I got a tooth up where my ear is hurting. I was like, I should probably, <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a wisdom tooth. Oh, no. And I called and I made like an oral surgery appointment to get my tooth taken out and all, like all sorts of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, just like a week later, the pain went away. And I was like, oh, just cancel my appointment. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need this tooth taken out. It's, it's weird. weird. Did, did you yeah. find out if somebody else had like a toothache nearby you or an earache or something? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's stuff like that. Though. Like if I'm sitting next to somebody or somebody starts talking about it, and they're like, yeah, it's, I, I got fucking spinal meningitis. I'm like, oh, my back's been hurting recently. It's like, maybe I got it, you know? So weird. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's like some sort of term for people like that. I don't, I don't Hypochondriac, I think is, is what it is. Is Doesn't that just mean that you want to be like really clean all the time? Isn't that, uh, like, isn't that like germaphobe or something? Is, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Oh, I haven't been like on web, WebMD in a couple of weeks. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's it's, so it's been a while. <laughs> oh, dude, it's been a few years for me. <laughs> yeah, I like got this splinter here. Oh, I'm dying. All right. <laughs> Shit. All right, just, it's because just it's a tumor. <laughs> yeah. Just got to take the whole hand off. I got this splinter. <laughs> But yeah, it's like the, just little, little things. I, I, I like turn into like big things, but I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Like music is like the number one way. Like there's been so much that's happened like this year to me that, that I've been having to deal with like, the, so like a big primary thing, like it was like my father passed away in June. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's that. So that hit me like big time. Right. Because yeah. he was like, he was like my best friend. He's my music buddy. You know what I mean? He was like my horror buddy, you know? And it, he like, he passed away at like this dialysis center. And it was like 3.30 in the afternoon when they called and 
And it was like every 10 minutes they were like, yeah, we're just reminding you, we still got his body here. You know, it's like, we need you to do something with it. And I was just like, God damn. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, you know? So, so that was kind of like a big hit, you know, just not having him here. Cause whenever I have like problems with him, I like go to somebody else or, or not like with him, you know what I mean? But, or something like this, I'd go to somebody else. Or if I have a problem with anybody, anything, I would just go right to my dad, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I've got like a ton of voicemails on like on my phone from him. And I was like, I can't bring myself to listen to him, but I can't delete him, you know? Just give yourself some time. Yeah. It's, well, it's probably going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm sure some point in the future, you'll probably really appreciate that that you didn't delete them you know what i mean oh yeah well i'm, not, I'm never gonna delete them right yeah good yeah it's really yeah. fresh i'm so sorry dude yes well i appreciate it yeah that was probably like like the biggest hit to me at at that point in time in this year right and it kind of sucked too because like when he went into like the hospital it was like right as soon as this whole coronavirus stuff started so when he went into the hospital and like uh march i didn't see him like at all until like he passed away and then they were like well do you want to id him and i was like no <laughs> no i can't do that you know so um so that was a big hit um i went through a lot of uh personal relationship changes too like during during the whole thing probably like a month later you know and that was like a huge shift because like the things I usually bring from my dad to them, you know, I can't do. And then I can't go to my dad for like things that would happen like with this whole like relationship situation scenario or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you have nobody. Right. And then I'm living in like this apartment that I've got with like just myself. And like, um, I don't know if you ever seen me post about him, but he's probably like my best friend at this time is uh, Tuna. Yeah. Yeah. So so just me me and the so i got three cats but he's like when you look at him you're like you got to get a picture of him you know what i mean because like <laughs> he's he's just the most handsome little nugget Aww. um but yeah it was just it was just me in this um in this apartment just by myself i don't have my dad to talk to i don't have like a, and and the way it felt is like i didn't have anybody to talk to right yeah. so I, I felt pretty dark and like <laughs> this depression and and sometimes it'll like come and go now but like during that whole period it was just like there was nobody to talk to who would like understand how you feel you know what I mean right. so <clears throat> so I I finally tried like branching out and and talking to my friends and I'll tell you what like the the bandmates that that I got now are, are like godsend you know what I mean they're like they're they're like my saving grace in a way you know just real down to earth real cool dudes but like they've they've lived and learned you know they've been through like same kind of experiences so so it's like it's easy to confide in them and then I got reconnected with all my all my friends that you know I've lost over the years and uh hanging out with with some of my best friends and it's all that's like kind of kind of helped me through through that that rough period you know that's good yeah. I thought you reached out to some friends. I know it's really hard for people to do sometimes for whatever reason. I strongly, I strongly recommend it. Right. Yeah. You were telling me you have a pretty good support network. Is that what you meant? Like your, mm -hmm. your friendships? Yeah. About, with, sorry, go ahead. 
No, just friends and, and the band, I think, was a big one. What about your mom? Uh, so, I don't really, I don't really call up there and talk too much, and it's not just that, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's, life gets away from you, you know what I mean? So, she, she moved up to, like, a D.C. area, and then, then, um, it's probably, like, four hours from here, and then eventually she moved back down a little bit, but still, like, two hours away, and life just, like, the band and like work and just everything just like took off you know what I mean like I couldn't keep up with work and then I couldn't keep up with the band stuff and we've had we've had some like some really like blessed opportunities that I'm so grateful for but it's like when you when you get to like when you're able to do like some of these opportunities like it's just everything's like go 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 you know what I mean like you have to like turn your your music into a job and at that time, like, I, I didn't understand the um, seriousness of it. Like, so that's, like, I was telling you earlier, um, we've got, like, a ton of songs that we're trying to write with this new project. I don't know if it was um, where my mentality was at, like, during that band or because I was, like, still, like, struggling with, like, drinking, you know? Yeah. I just had, like, no motivation, right? I had no drive. I didn't know where to go with it. And then you just fall behind, you know? Yeah. So would you mind mentioning, um, I mean, you told me earlier, but would you mind mentioning like a little bit of your struggle with uh, drinking? Yeah. So that the drinking thing was kind of, <clears throat> it started out as like nothing. Like there was like no, no real reason for it. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, I'll just have a few beers during the week. And then it turned into probably like, when I say case, like I mentioned case to somebody and they were like, God damn. But it's like, I'm thinking like a 12 pack. They were thinking like, like a 24 pack, but I, I would drink between 12 and 15 uh, beers a night. And I, I mean like every night, not just like on the weekends yeah. and then get up and, and try and go to work and try and function. And like at that point in time, like to me, how I felt like when I woke up was like normal. Like that's how, that's how you're supposed to feel. Go to work, you know, get it done, whatever um play a show you know and one thing I've never done uh was drink and play a show but that was like something I was like absolutely absolutely against and there was there was some uh some members who were on the same page as me like like when you play a show or something like that and there, there's people who can hold their own right you can give somebody like a six-pack of beer and then get up there they can shred their ass off and they're like you know killing it I took a sip of beer one time and I think my mind got in the way, but I got paranoid as fuck. And I was just terrible. I'm already terrible with that. I was like worse like this night. I was like, it was garbage. But um, I think it was my mind telling me, like, man, you took a sip. You're fucked up. Like, you're you're trashed. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, I just uh, like that was the one time. And that was like when this band first was like getting off the ground, probably like six years ago or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I just I never drank before we played. I was like, if people are coming out to like to hear you, to see you, you know, and they're paying like money, like they're not paying to see you like stumble all across the the stage, you know. Yeah. So I always waited until it was done. But yeah, it was just like every night I would just crush like a pack of beer, you know. Yeah. Twelve to fifteen, and then it got to the point where I was like waking up and 
Oh man, it was the weirdest thing. I think like that's where my digestive issues came in was probably like drinking too much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like everything I ate for like a period of time just like made me queasy. I didn't relate it to the beer, right? Right. Um, I was like, oh man, fucking gallbladder. I read online somewhere that my gallbladder's got to come out. <laughs> fucking WebMD. And then, huh? WebMD. <laughs> it's the worst. So I, uh, yeah, I looked up online. I was, um, I was like, why does my side hurt? And they're like, shit's fucked. You know, it's like, you're dead. You're already dead. Just give up. And I was like, oh yeah. no. And, um, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and I, the doctor I had, he's a great doctor, but he's like worst case scenario right so he'll i'll go in there and he'll be like oh you got some pains right here he goes well we'll check you out might have to have surgery in the morning but we'll see, we'll see. Fuck. Yeah. and i'm like god damn why are you sick? Like, no so from that point forward i was just uh one test after the other like and they were like they finally sent me to like a gastro and they're like you got ibs like there's nothing physically wrong with you you know yeah. they're like you, you just stop eating so much spicy food and you won't have pain in your side just none of it was ever good enough for me you know what I mean and yeah. I'm like I was like no I got I was like I gotta go find a new doctor who, who can tell me what's wrong with me you know yeah and um racked up some medical bills on that you know and I'm, I'm getting those figured out but it was like yes yeah, just that's why I was saying like I'm a hypochondriac like when it comes to like illness like that or if somebody mentions something i'm just like yep me too i got that yeah you're not the only one with (laughs) with brain cancer that's me too i had a headache yesterday i'm fucked (laughs) we shouldn't be laughing about it because i'm sorry but it's it's funny the way you deliver it that's like it's like a real thing i know it's a real thing but it's funny how you say it (laughs) everywhere it's good to make light of things that are like serious you know what i mean it's yeah just, it could yeah. be like a healthy coping mechanism <laughs> but, but yeah you can have brain cancer too like all casual oh, you know yeah me too <laughs> look at my stamp card i've got these illnesses this week oh uh but yeah so so ever since i've like um i guess just the hot subjects ever since i've been um in the band i've been drinking right yeah. so it's like well, and it's so easy to do, right? So, like, when you're in a band and you're playing shows and everything, you're in, I don't know if it's, like, every band, metal bands, or if it's just our band, but you play shows, and then after you're done, everybody's like, let's go back to the fucking hotel and turn into fucking assholes, you know? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. It's like, let's go pick up a 12-pack. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to be that asshole. <laughs> but it was, um, that was a lifestyle, right? You play a show, go back to the hotel, you drink, wake up go somewhere else right play a show or whatever yeah um and and that started bleeding over into like my productivity and i i swear it's like ever since i quit drinking like my my drive is coming back to write my motivation's coming back and like alcoholism like that's a real thing like i i'm not that <clears throat> i wouldn't like wake up crack open a beer i've i've known some some people like that wake up crack open a beer like um one of my one of my brothers i went to see him this has been like five years ago but um i woke up it was like nine o'clock and he's like i woke up buddy i got you breakfast and it was a fucking tall boy of like bud light and some donuts i was like so horrible 
I was like, I'm fucking 22. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, that was my diet, you know? I didn't care. But now I'm looking looking at it and I'm like, beer makes me feel like shit. Maybe I just won't drink that anymore. <laughs> so I just quit. And um, it was probably, for me personally, because I didn't wake and start drinking immediately, it was easier for me to quit uh, drinking alcohol than it was for me to like quit smoking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, like I tried so many times to quit smoking and then it just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be a fucking dick for like a week, <laughs> dealing it. And I was, I was like, I was an absolute dick for for a week or two, and then that was it. But it's that was pretty tough. But but alcoholism was. I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute all my digestive issues to that. You know. Yeah. It's, so. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. What was like the definitive point when you decided? okay, that's, this is enough. And I, I just don't want to drink anymore at all. Um, so a couple of years ago, I decided to quit and then had, had some issues with like personal relationships and started drinking again. But I think it was just like the fact that I was, I was waking up and I was feeling like shit, nothing I ate tasted right. Um, always queasy, you know, and I was, it got to the point, I guess, a breaking point where I was like, could it be the, the fucking beer every night making me feel like shit? And it's like, as soon as you turn 30, like your body is like, <laughs> stop what you're doing, stop everything. You're, you're old. You're, you're a glow stick when you wake up now. You know? <laughs> crack, um, crack, crack. Yeah. <laughs> so true. It's was, <laughs> it was like, like around there, I guess. Um, and then I stopped drinking during the week. And I start feeling better, and then the weekend gets here, and it's just—it's so easy, like when you're way home, just to stop and, and just pick up some beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like oh, yeah. same thing with like quitting smoking. Like when you quit drinking too, you're like, well, how how am I gonna fucking operate? How am I gonna watch movies anymore? You know, without drinking, especially when you've done it for like eight years. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Then it becomes like second nature. Um. So yeah, I quit. Um. But just on the weekdays and then party on the weekends and then come Monday morning, I'm feeling like shit again. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just quit entirely. And this is, I'm in an environment now where I feel like it's easier for me to quit. You know what I mean? You have, you need a good support system, but I think I'm, I'm a good support system to myself when it comes to like drinking, as long as I don't have um, like an enablement, you know what I mean? yeah as long as you're not like surrounded by people that are like hey man let's take shots and yeah you know at least yeah. like when it when you first like start you know because like our like the the group of members that we're performing with right now they're like, like you you do you man like we'll back you like 100 percent. and then I, i've been in the band with some members where it's like like oh well that's cool but come up here to the mountains let's get fucked up at the waterfalls or so i don't know you know some weird <laughs> shit yeah you know how people in the country are yeah, that does sound fun, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that does sound fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I kind of yeah. want to go get fucked up at the waterfall. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the first time. I, so that, came to mind, that was the first time I got drunk, and that was the worst time I've ever got drunk. We, um, it was like up to Bedford, Virginia, and I got invited up to hang out. It wasn't huge waterfalls. It was like low falls or something like that. Um, but we got 
uh, 24 packs of Natty Light, and then we each got our own 40 of Still Reserve. And I was like 17, and I was like, yeah, I was like, let's get fucking trashed. This is cool. Let's let's fucking kill it. And then that was it. Well, that's that's why you felt like shit. You were drinking Natty Light and Steel Reserve. Yeah. So yeah, I got absolutely destroyed when it, uh, that was like my first time getting drunk and. I had a bunch of friends with me and there was like one guy there and this guy was like the coolest guy. Like he, uh, I had like real short hair at that time. Right. Like in that picture I showed you, but then yeah. I was like 17. Um, and he had like this long golden hair and he was a fucking shredder. And I was like, Whoa, so cool. And he was teaching me about bucket head. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I just learned fucking Adam's song from Lincoln 182. Like what else you got? You know? <laughs> and he goes, Oh, check out this Eric Clapton. And he was just, he was uh, so great. And, um, and I was like hanging out of the car, throwing my fucking brains out. Right. Oh, man. And he was like, well, bro, he's like, oh, no, he's sick. And he was like a huge metal head. And I was just like getting into it and getting out of this like yeah. pop punk period. I was <laughs> in. And um, they were like, they're like, his name is Shane. He's like, Shane, he's going to be fine. He's just, he's drunk. He goes, oh, he's dying. We got to, we got to save him. And we ended up, um, you know, after I threw up literally everything I ate for that week, I got in the car. And they're like, they're like, let's let's go swing by McDonald's and get some food. And and I'm in the back seat and like fucking paralyzed, right? <laughs> so they go through McDonald's, they eat, and then they're like, okay, time to drop you off at your house, right? Uh, well, it turns out they didn't go to McDonald's. They actually went in IHOP for like four hours while I was out in the car. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was gone. It was terrible. Aww. It was great though. It was a good learning experience. <laughs> um it's good to yeah, be optimistic anyway. about situations like that <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gonna be positive <laughs> but yeah i mean so fast forward to current day alcoholism <laughs> you know uh but yeah no it's, i don't have that um i don't have a, a negative impact system right now i guess so i can come home like after work or come home from a show and i could just be like mm, make some hot cocoa or something you know whatever Hang out yeah. with a fucking pit, you know. I'm like a huge, huge like coffee drinker, right? So I'll just in the night, I'll just make like decaf or something. Yeah. So I don't stay up till four. And like my my new band members are already like seeing like a side of me that that I haven't seen in like years. But it's like where I'll I'll um go to sleep at like one in the morning and wake up at like five, and I'm like, yo, I'm ready to fucking go. Like I'm ready to write a song. Let's do it you know and they're all way like, too early <laughs> yeah they're like they're like what are you doing like what is this like, do you even sleep and i'm like man it's like five let's go let's do it let's write something well that's <laughs> good usually, though well so i usually wake up at like five or five thirty, and it it's mm -hmm. usually because of tuna because of tuna because yeah. what time is it boy or girl i forget He's a boy. He's he's a big chunk. That's what he's time huge. Uh, no, he just fucking gets up. I don't know what his problem is. Like, <laughs> I, I, so you know what probably did is there was one time that I set an alarm for uh, five, right? Mm -hmm. And I had snoozed a few times and snoozed a few times, and and this is like the first time I can remember him doing this. Um, and then I wake up and it's like fucking eight thirty, and I gotta be at work at eight, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, here he is, right here. Where is he, Juno? Oh, he's so chunky. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Juno, have you been drinking lots of beer? 
Is that why yeah, you're <laughs> He's adorable. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a big nugget. When I got him, he he was like tiny. He was like this big. And then he's just like. Pfft. You feeding him chicken nuggets or what? So he eats dry food and then he gets wet food once a day. And then I give him like deli meat. <laughs> Probably yeah. shouldn't. I give him deli meat from the fridge uh, once in the morning and once in the evening. I just go in there and like, like pick some out and toss it down for him. And I really need to stop. He's getting, he like snores and wheezes when he sleeps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, back to that. Um, Back to him. Like waking you up. It was like, yeah, I woke up at like 8.30 and he was in the bed and I flip out because I'm, look. you know, you oversleep. Like when you wake up, and it's the sun is suspiciously breaking through your window and you're like yes. what the like no so i leap out of bed i throw the covers off whatever and i uh subsequently toss him off the bed i guess i don't mean to right. um but yeah he gets like in panic mode his hair's like you know and his tail's all super bushy and he's like in just this weird state so now i think he like wakes me up at five because he's like never again motherfucker we're just like we're getting you up Oh, so wow. if like my alarm goes off or I hit snooze or something like that. And even then, I mean, when I don't have an alarm set, he's like got this weird like meow purr thing that he does. It's a, his wake up meow. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I get up because I, I mean, I, I'll lay there for a little bit and like I, my want to lay in the bed is heavily outweighed by how bad I have to pee. <laughs> and then like once you're out of bed you're just like fuck it coffee time let's do it everybody's struggle i know it's <laughs> yeah. like once once you break the seal it's all over yeah like yeah. it slides through your mind like should i just lay here and pee <laughs> fuck it you know now but once you get up once you use the bathroom and everything i cut the light on and he's ready to roll you know mm-hmm. and then once you're up your cats go back to bed that's how it always works <laughs> That was his plan all along, was just to get you out of bed. What's his plan? He is a fatty. I don't know. I don't know how to get him to stop. I've seen like I've like been watching like weird videos where it's like how to get your cat to lose weight, and they're just none of them apply to him. They're like, oh, get him to run around. He already runs around. You know what I mean? I'll, I already play with him a lot. It's just I think I overfeed him. For I'm something. sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's always. They say when you're dieting, it's 80% diet and 20% working out. So I imagine it must be similar for animals as well. Maybe just um, try portion controlling. Just giving him. Well, so here's the food. problem is like, I, I got three cats. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Beans, taters, and tuna. And um, he's like, I can't control what he eats versus like the other two. So right. I just like, like, but I don't give him that much food either, you know? Maybe he eats the other cat's food. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because I used to have two dogs and one of them would do that. So I wouldn't be surprised either. Well, he's definitely definitely a big horse. He, um, he's cool, man. He's, he's been like my kind of kind of like my little saving grace, you know? Yeah. He's your best buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Animals can be really healing for the soul, man. Like, I don't. I agree. I mean, I they, know what they I do take without my like, dog. They're taking the hospitals, right? They got those emotional support animals, right? Isn't that yeah. a thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He uh he's definitely photogenic. Yeah, he's really like, adorable. 
weird outfits. Like he's, well, so it started, he's, he's just a weird one. Right. So I started, um, when you bring in groceries, yeah. Uh, he would stand there until you like put one of the handles of it on his back and he just would run around the house. Like it's a cape. He's just, he's, he's a good character. Oh, that's so adorable. I'm going to try that with Wolfie. That's my dog's name, Wolfie. Wolfie, what is it? He's a little Maltese Shih Tzu. What is that? He's a little, little fluffy boy. Come here, baby. Come here. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Here he is. Oh, my God. Hi. Yeah, put a trash bag around his neck. <laughs> see if he, like, not in a bad way, but just like. I know, I know. <laughs> sorry, like, bud. Can't breathe. Oh, he always gets so matted up. I'm trying to like get him to be more fluffy. Yeah, mad. we had a. Um, this is like this is a long time ago, but that the first one that I picked up, she would, she would poop, and then it would like get on her her like back hairs or whatever, and you had to take some like. I tossed the whole set of clippers out because I had to like shave her butt cheeks off. <laughs> Because she, yeah. she had poop all over it. Oh, well, did you, didn't you give her a bath first? Oh, well. Giving cats baths. Oh, well, you could have maybe used wipies. I mean, there were alternatives <laughs> to shaving her butt off. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that is the one that you chose. And uh, uh, I was a, had to make a quick decision. <laughs> we didn't have time. <laughs> it's such a dude. That's such a dude thing to do. <laughs> like, like just skip to the most extreme step i mean i think that's me as a person like oh i got an earache i gotta what a kind of surgery to take my jaw off what can i do like, this is it's heinous oh lord you're so funny okay well you said you wanted to go for about an hour so we're coming up on time is there anything that you um would like to say before like maybe I know you were saying that you have a healthy support system. Is there any other way that you would suggest people cope with maybe their anxiety or OCD or alcohol? So a lot of people, a lot of people have different stuff that they use to like cope. So like you either have music, right? Yeah. Or you have like art, you know? Yeah. So I know a lot of people um, that I've talked to with anxiety, like drawing or writing is like a huge thing for them. Yeah. Right. Was that you? Yeah. I'm an artist. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah, I told you I wanted to be a tattooer. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, send me some of your artwork. I'm going to look at it. Really? Uh, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, so so just like find passion and uh, get your mind into it. And I just recently started meditating. Like our other, our awesome. other guitarist is like, he's like, shit is like, it works. Like, do it. And there, there's like a, you know, you'll find stuff on YouTube. Um half of it like works half of it doesn't but just find something just get your mind away from it just like clear your mind i definitely wouldn't recommend going to any substance or anything when you're having an anxiety attack or panic attack so it's like don't don't go to alcohol because that shit is a problem <laughs> it can be a problem you know yeah. what i mean especially if it like interferes with like your work i think that for me that's when it came to uh came to a point you know what i mean and it's it's funny i forget who i was talking to is um uh might have been joe walsh from like the eagles um who was talking i wasn't talking to him but he was talking to somebody on like vh1 classic it was like a 
is not really like a behind the music. I, I can't even remember what kind of show it was, but but he was talking to him and apparently he had had like this huge like alcohol problem. Mm. And this dude is fucking rich, right? So that's when like you you have too much alcohol, but you also have too much fucking money too. When you're in the fucking Eagles and you make that much money, you can fucking do whatever you want. So they were talking to him about what his like turning point was. Like, how did you, where did you fucking hit that wall to where you were deciding, you know what, I'm just going to put the bottle down. And he said, he went into this huge story where um, he had just like had a night out or something like that. And he came home and he was just throwing beer back, you know, um, throwing shots back, you know, whatever he could get his hand on to drink. And um, he said he passed out in his kitchen floor. And then when he woke up, he was on a plane descending into Paris, France. What the like he got blackout drunk, bought a plane ticket, got on a plane, and he was going into Paris. What? Uh, I'm like 99% sure that was like, that was his his story on um, the VH1 Classic. And I, I'm like, that resonates with me. I'm like, I feel you, but like on a much like more affordable, like <laughs> wavelength. Like, like maybe I wake up and I'm on my way into like subway or something to get, you know, get a wrap. I don't know. But yeah, I, I remember I got, um, I had, you know, quite a bit to drink probably like two months ago and, uh, it was just not, it was a weekend. Right. So I quit doing like the whole during the week thing, but it was a weekend thing. And I think it was like four in the morning. I woke up and I had my phone in my hand and I was on like Amazon, uh, the app. And I was one click away from buying like this. You ever seen like those like Funko Pop things? Like they're like. I don't think so. They're what like collectible figures. I oh, guess. yeah. Those little characters. Yes. With the yeah. big heads. Yeah. Yeah. I got a shit ton of them. But like I collect like the horror ones. So like oh, I was at a cool. convention here recently and I got uh, Pinhead and Reagan nice. from The Exorcist. Cool. Um, but yeah, I was one click away from getting like an autographed Captain Spaulding fucking pop and the shit was like 250 bucks oh shit like i woke up and i was like oh and it was in my cart and i had all my fucking information filled out and oh my I was god like, i was like i don't remember doing that i'd have probably been upset but at the same time i'd have probably been okay with it you know <laughs> that's that's like that's my great value joe walsh moment and then i was like you know i gotta put a put the brakes on it you know okay so that was the moment the little captain spaulding pop pop what is, yeah. it, what is <laughs> it called? It's like a pop, P-O-P. Pop. Yeah, but it's pop. it's not not necessarily like what it was. It was the fact that there's fucking $250 getting get sucked out of my bank account. Right. I was like, you know, maybe I'll just drink some water. I don't know. <laughs> drink some water or some tea. Yeah, I find mm. that um just, just drinking something as a substitute, like a tea mm. or a coffee or whatever, yeah. chocolate, like you said, somehow satiates that addiction a little bit because it's yeah. like you're still performing the act of drinking a liquid it's just not booze so yeah well so they tell steps. you not to do that like if you're like quitting smoking or something yeah they tell you not to like chew gum or something because then every time after that every time you chew gum you're gonna think about a cigarette i thought i don't know i said fuck it i chew gum right and i quit so. <laughs> okay well that's good good for yeah. you <laughs> whatever works i guess well, that's fucking awesome, dude. I'm like, I don't know you that well, but I'm actually really proud of you for being able to do that and put the bottle down because it's it's something that I, you know, I told you I struggle with that also. And uh, 
I was actually yeah. just having a drink right now and I feel like kind of an asshole for doing that in front of you. I'm sorry. No, so I was just down with the other members of the, the band and, and they were, uh, one of them was drinking. He, he brought in like a whole big thing of bootleggers. <laughs> oh. So I, I'm unfazed by it at this point. It's been okay. like six weeks. So, okay. And it's well, not like awesome. I'm, I'm like done forever. It's just I'm quitting until I can like assert myself to just having like one or two and being fine. You know what okay. I mean? Good. So instead of buying like a whole 12 pack and be like, woo, fucking $500 on Amazon, done. <laughs> Two things, done. Yeah, so. just to like kind of mellow out and chill a little bit. Yeah, yeah, until until I can trust myself around my bank account, I guess. <laughs> no, um, until I can just trust myself, you know, to yeah. like, because I like Jack and Cokes, but if I go out and buy like a bottle of Jack Daniels and Coke, right, I'm not... I'm not sure if I'll be able to like chill, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, <laughs> you will not be chill, sir. No. <laughs> you will throw that motherfucker back real quick. Oh yeah, probably will. Like beers like are just easy for me to do. Like it's so easy to drink like a shit ton of beer in a row. You know what I mean? I know. I know. But drinking like eight cups of water is so hard. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Even like getting like those like little lemonade packs or something like that that you can put in them. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's, it's still bullshit. water. I still I still don't drink enough water. I don't know why. No. I'm just I live off coffee and caffeine. I work in IT, so I mean that's that's what it is. Sounds about right. So it is might it? might be a little little different when we start playing shows because that like that that's the ground zero for um like opening a door to partying. Right. Yeah. Because you can't be like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to go read this book, you know? Well, I can't, me personally. They're going to be like, let's fucking drink all this beer and throw this statue off a bridge. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. I'm fucking fine. Okay. Why don't I have friends like that? I don't know. <laughs> They're probably all arrested if they're throwing statues off a bridge. <laughs> so I've, I've been up to some mischief when, uh, when I drink. So Why does that not surprise me, Joseph? So it does involve a statue. So we used to, and I hope they don't see this. Fuck them, because they're like 89,000 years old anyway. They probably don't have Facebook. But and I regret it. Okay, so I'll say that. <clears throat> I do regret it. But there was a, there was a, a old country couple that lived across the street when I lived in our duplex. Like <clears throat> This was probably last March or something, mm -hmm. or last April. And we got drunk, and we were partying a bit. And they had this like Confederate soldier statue or something on some platform, like across the street. And I convinced our other guitar, we got shit faced. And I convinced our other guitarist, man, it's like, we really need that statue over here. So he goes over there and he, he picks up when he brings it back, drops it down right in the yard. Right. And, and, um, you, you know, like you have those moments where it's like the equivalent of like, you're at a show, you're at a party or something like that. And you go in the bathroom and you're like taking a leak or something. And then you like start actually hearing the music and you're like, fuck, like I'm, I'm drunk, you know, <laughs> like you have that realization, like, like, wow. Like, like you need a wall. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm in this body. I'm drunk. So that was me. And I was like, no, I was like, we got to put the statue back. <laughs> it's like as soon as he brought it over, it's like a hundred pound statue. Oh, so he ends up picking it up. And taking it across the street and uh we go to sleep and wake up and and it's uh sunday i remember it's sunday and um i go outside and i look across the street and he didn't put the statue back 
they just threw it down their fucking yard and i saw a camera on their house oh, and i was shit. like i was like we're fucked we're we're done <laughs> and um i think like the whole day goes by and it's just like weird weather and i'm like man they're gonna go to church or something that's what they're gonna do and then they're gonna see the statue check the camera and then you know shit's gonna hit the fan um and like overnight again they don't leave their fucking house like at all sunday and then overnight monday a fucking hurricane comes through or something and breaks the tree in half in, in their front yard right over top of the soldier and i go outside and he's outside looking at it and i open like i crack the door and i can hear him and he's like well, damn hurricane knocked my soldier over and i was like yes <laughs> we did it we did it wait weather weather nature on your side that's hilarious <laughs> yeah, it was it was the good old days it was the bad old days i guess <laughs> hey so. i'm sure a lot of you guys kind of live that rock star lifestyle it's not just your bad you know what i mean it's part of the uh -huh. fun of like being young and be able being able to be a touring musician and all that good stuff well i, I wouldn't say living a rock star life because <laughs> it wasn't very um wasn't very uh extravagant you know it was just you get shit faced with your friends and then um I mean, one of my cats is like destroying a cardboard box. Look, he believes um, in the rock star life. Huh? <laughs> Your cat believes in the rock star life. Yeah, he said, <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> Fucking everything up around here. Um, I, yeah, I, we got to that point where I just mentally, I just didn't give a shit. I remember we played a show in um, West Virginia. And like after we played, it was like a festival. And after we played, we went back to the hotel and we were drinking and then we went to this, uh, we were, it's like right next to the venue. It was like this bar and the parking lot was huge. It was just covered in um, gravel. And we went there and we were just pre-gaming there because we didn't want to get kicked out of the hotel. So we're just pre-gaming there. We're post-gaming. We're doing whatever we want, you know? Yeah. And way across the parking lot, there's this massive truck, like a monster truck. And whoever gets in, he's like, ooh, ooh, he's revving it. He's flooring it, you know, and he's not going anywhere. And I guess I made the, the drunk comment. I was like, oh, we found the smallest dick in the parking lot. And this fucking dude, there's a truck right next to us, just as big as this one. He gets out of the truck and says, like, you talking about my brother? Talk about my brother? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, no, we found two or something. You know, it was like, there's two of them here. And Howard, um, the guitarist, was like trying to defuse it. Because no, no, you heard the wrong thing. He didn't really say that. And I'm like over there drunk, like, fuck, I didn't. Like, that was me. Like your bro your brother's got a tiny wiener because he's got a big truck. <laughs> I don't know. That's that was another. We almost got in a fight. I was like, at that point, I was like having one of those realizations. I was like, we got to get in the car and get out of here. Like this dude's, he's seriously mad about his truck. Oh, well, obviously it was true. Otherwise, he wouldn't be so upset about it. Yeah, he's got a con. He, you should get him on your show. Oh my god. <laughs> he's probably got. Tell me about your micro penis uh yes <laughs> what uh situation i don't know they'd be like well yeah and you tell me like well i got a flow master on the truck <laughs> it's funny you mentioned my tiny penis <laughs> the truck is lifted 10 feet <laughs> oh my gosh dude you're oh, hilarious that's, that's funny <laughs> oh lord okay well, are, are there any uh plugs you want to do for black plague or possible uh, future endeavors so so uh so black plague is on a current indefinite hiatus unfortunately uh because of certain circumstances that are going on behind the scenes 
Mm-hmm. However, me and the bass player and um, there's some un, unmentioned members. We are we are currently writing a fucking novel of music, and hopefully should have something ready by 2021. But but we'll see. Like I said, we're all in the um, we've all been in like the the I guess the music like business I guess for for enough time to know like how we want our sound to be, how, what makes like a good show, what makes a good recording, how we want our songs to sound, you know? Yeah. So um, like responsibilities, like how much money you actually have to put into it. So it's, um, I guess be on the lookout for, for some cool stuff, I guess, I reckon. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I knew you were going to be fun. I, I, I knew you'd be kind of like a, an enjoyable, jolly guy, but I didn't know you'd be so fucking funny. So thanks for making me laugh today. No problem. I appreciate it. Had a good yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, let me go ahead and end this recording. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we'll see you next time.